0: Welcome to The Mummer's Farce, the podcast about the visual production of HBO's Game of Thrones. I'm Dan Solberg.
1: And I'm Kate Barry.
0: And it's spring break. (laughs) Woo! It's snow on the ground here and it's awful outside. Maybe your spring break is going better. I mean, spring break is going okay. The weather is awful. Mm
1: -hmm. We should have margaritas.
0: Yeah. Winter has come to almost April, it seems. But, that aside, we're inside. We're ready to to look back at seasons 4 through 6 of Game of Thrones, the last three seasons that we ended up going through here on the podcast, and the same way that we had our holiday specials where we looked at seasons 1 through 3. We want to take a look back at at these three seasons as well. So we'll have this podcast. It's going to be a little bit shorter, and then we'll have two more that will cover a few different categories, and we'll we'll let you see those when they get there. It'll be posted one a week as uh, per the regular schedule. But this first one... We're going to talk about our favorite episodes and our favorite directors. Mm
1: -hmm. And I think both of us felt like this was more difficult for, at least for me, Mm -hmm. uh, for seasons uh, four, five, and six. Season four was hard because so much of it was good. Season five and six were a little bit harder. Just, there were some, it was easy to choose uh, ones I didn't like. Yeah. But then there are other ones where... I felt like I was maybe privileging some scenes, and I was letting that, you know, carry carry my vote. So it was it was a little bit harder because good direction didn't necessarily mean good story or good writing.
0: Yeah, in a lot of cases, there and we'll get into it, but there will be a lot of episodes where it will be like, oh, I love this part. Oh, but this is in this episode too. Oh, well, uh, I I can't in confidence put no like any episode up here is perfect. I don't think from from any of these
1: agreed seasons. Yeah,
0: but. Some of the ones that I think, particularly from season four, are actually a little bit more consistent, some of those across the board, but they don't quite hit some of the high highs mm-hmm. of some of the the bigger spectacles of either the really the, the season finales of any of these seasons, which all have some pretty spectacular moments in them, but each have their own sort of like, yeah, but that part wasn't that great. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think... I almost, I was, I was looking through through my notes and through different things, and I was thinking back on unbent, unbowed, unbroken, mm-hmm. and I was like, there's some good things in there, and then I get to the end, and I was like, oh right, yeah. that's Sansa and Ramsay's wedding night, I cannot choose that.
0: Yeah, honestly, Breaker of Chains is a pretty good episode mm-hmm. of TV. Mm-hmm. It has one of the biggest fumbles of the entire show, mm-hmm. but the rest of that episode is pretty darn good
1: (laughs) yeah so there may be some some really morally questionable choices that we've Mm -hmm. made (laughs) or there's i think one of my i'll talk about hard home but i i only mean the part at hard home yeah
0: i feel Um, the same way too i I put that one on my list originally it's like yeah hard home was cool now i look through what the rest of hard home episode was It's like oh well uh, i don't
1: know (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe it wasn't so good so yeah these these felt a little bit harder to choose just all Season four, because it was it was hard to, because the quality was so consistent, it was hard for to choose a favorite. And then for the rest of the seasons, just because even if there were storylines that were really strong or scenes or performances, that there was often some sort of flaw, mm-hmm. occasionally a really glaring flaw yeah. that made me feel like I couldn't choose
0: it. Yeah. Well, do you have any ones, before you sort of get into like, either of us get into our picks, mm-hmm. do you have any like sort of honorable mention sorts of things where it's like, and I don't know if I'd really vouch for this one, but it's got this other thing that I really like.
1: I would do an honorable mention for director that mm-hmm. um, I really liked Michelle McLaren's episodes, mm-hmm. but I ended up not choosing them. But I just want to give her a little shout out because first of his name, which is season four, episode five, that was on that was sort of my second tier and I felt I felt guilty crossing her name off. But I still think as a director that she's great.
0: Yeah. I would I was I would say very similarly i would i was going to pick oath keeper instead her episode prior from season four which follows up on a lot of the stuff from the more problematic breaker of chains episode but it's just the most gorgeously shot episode of arguably of the whole show but i think there, there's some other contenders in there but it's it's wonderful. There's that scene where Marjorie goes, in, steals into Tommen's bedchamber, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they have this like orange and blue color contrast. You've got these really great shadows on Jamie, who is just seemingly like gaunt and broken and all this kind of stuff, as he's giving Brienne the sword, Oath Keeper. And yeah, it's just really lovely.
1: Yeah. So even though it seems a little counterintuitive that, because I'm not going to end up choosing any of her episodes really for my my top favorites, but that I think that she deserves a mention.
0: And I think these ones really, she came into her own a little bit more. We saw her previously, I want to say in season three, Mm -hmm. she did The Bear and the Maiden Fair and another one around there. And those ones felt a little more workmanlike. They were good. They were good episodes, but didn't quite have that directorial shine that these two have here right in season four
1: what about you were there any that you that didn't quite make it but that you feel kind of bad about that
0: well i think hard home would be on Mm -hmm. that list Mm -hmm. because i think the action in hard home is really spectacular and i was thinking i like the way that they handle john's battles in general he's got so he's got several of them and even just across these seasons Mm -hmm. i think he's got one per season he's got one huge battle scene mm-hmm. and they're all sort of like john failing in some way <laughs> either the battle might be won but he loses something other significant so i think there's always a nice push-pull with his involvement in these fights he's he is invincible in some ways that he can die and come back to life and that he survives all that like quote-unquote survives mm-hmm. all the stuff but he always ends up you know, battered and lost in some other way. So I always like that.
1: And I know we have Miguel Sapachnik to thank for Hard Home and Battle of the Bastards. Do you remember who directed the attack on Castle Black?
0: Well that was Neil Marshall. Oh right. They brought him back from doing the Blackwater episode and they did that other this other one. The only other true capsule episode that we have here that doesn't really go that doesn't go anywhere else Mm -hmm. other than the location. The other one that I have just I think it's pretty understated, but Oathbreaker from season six? It was more recent. And again, I guess I'm sticking to the John stuff here, but I really like the way they handled the John story here. He'd just been brought back to life and is sort of coming to reconcile with everything that's going on. And this episode ends with him hanging Alistair and Ollie and the mm-hmm. other members who, who killed him and him leaving the castle. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, that's undone later, right? Because he <laughs> leaves and then apparently comes back in. But... In that episode, I really thought that was that was quite lovely, and I liked the way that that one was shot, and I thought it really helped paint the mood of, you know, this crazy supernatural, but ultimately kind of very human experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, that sort of is also tied into this John's repeated failures. It's it's funny you don't maybe because of his arc or of who Jon Snow's character is that you don't think of him as a total failure, but mm-hmm. we're pointing to lots of moments where he screwed up or maybe he made a sort of ambiguous choice or he mm-hmm. was forced to do the thing that is maybe not the good thing.
0: I guess that that's this is what Davos's speech to him was, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. like, fail again, get out there. Mm-hmm. Like, just that's all you can do. So. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you got on your for real list here?
1: I found... I, I have a really hard time with favorites. Mm-hmm. So I found two episodes per season that were sort of the ones that i loved Mm -hmm. although season five for some was actually harder for me than season six even though i think season five we decided was probably better in a lot of ways than season six but i had a harder time finding episodes that i was just like that was a good episode all around Mm -hmm. so starting in season four i chose episode one two swords mm-hmm. which just to remind people i mean the, some of the things that stuck out to me yeah. this is where obern and Alaria come to king's landing and they have a scene in a brothel which i love mm-hmm. and then the ending also with the hound and aria in the tavern fighting over some chickens yeah, two, um, i think i'll have two chickens yeah <laughs> and there's also the opening scene with melting down ice like there's mm-hmm. just there's just so much in that episode that i i kind of couldn't not choose it
0: yeah they had, at that point, tend to do a lot with the opening episodes of the season. I felt mm-hmm. like the openers of season five and six were pretty disappointing in that regard. And this was a really strong opener in the, in the traditional sense of what we had seen in the two previous, or sorry, the three previous seasons, really. I also had this in my kind of top five list. Yeah, Melting of the Swords, Arya, uh, Jamie gets his new hand, does a little funny bit where he like, <laughs> waves his golden hand that I remember <laughs> liking quite a bit. I don't know. The, the fact that it's called Two Swords, it's not really like a direct book reference, but it fits really well. It has a really nice symbolic re- reference mm-hmm. there. There's a lot of, you can kind of pull from it.
1: We also make fun of the WB a lot, and mm-hmm. I think point at their sort of their mistakes, sometimes in in dialogue, and then also because they're sort of in charge of the inside the episodes, they can yeah. misspeak or, or say stupid things like Toman. But I think this shows that they are actually good at their jobs, yeah. because this is a really good episode. Yeah, and they directed this one, mm-hmm. so
0: or one of them did anyway, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Maybe they both did.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about that that's sort of complicated, that they maybe share the work but aren't allowed to share the credit. It's a
0: weird credits thing. Though the speculation I've seen for season eight as them both directing the final episode. So I don't know. Ooh, well, now. Maybe they've achieved a certain level where they're like, yeah, we, you can both be on there.
1: Is it bad that now I'm, I'm like crossing my arms and being like, we'll see. We'll see how you do. It. You saved the last episode for yourselves. Better be good. I'm like, <laughs> here I am being
0: like, they did a great job. But yeah.
1: now that they've done that, I don't believe it.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Well, we've got season 4 mm-hmm. I've got some other from season four. So what's your next one that you had? From season
1: My four? other one was The Mountain and the Viper, which was directed by Alex Graves. And this was just for uh, one, the uh, Oberyn and the Mountains fight. Amazing. I think that I have undue affection for the river scene with Grey Worm and Masande, where he sees her nude. And then you also have Littlefinger's trial and the appearance of Dark Sansa, which I had so much hope for at the time. Mm -hmm. And so basically with those things combined, uh, I decided that was my other favorite from season four.
0: Yeah, it was definitely a real highlight. I also, I put Watchers on the Wall
1: on here. Yeah,
0: I I felt a little bad because I, in some ways, the way when I made this list, I feel like I really prioritized some of the like, the big spectacle episodes and this definitely like plays into that and if I think about like does this episode stand out next to Battle of the Bastards or Blackwater and these kind of like big battle episodes like I think it ends up being a little bit uh less than those two specifically but those are two very high highlights mm-hmm. but I just I was I was going back through my screenshots and looking at it and just the way that they achieve the dynamic between the two fronts of the, fa- of the fight, between the wall, and then also what's going on on top of the wall. The way they... We haven't done our sort of adaptation episode yet, mm-hmm. but the way they adapt some of the stuff with Jano Slint and have the chain of command sort of break down, throw Alistair in there so we can actually like get behind Alistair for a time. And then particularly, and again, this will come up when we do our adaptation stuff, but the way they handle Ygrette and her death... And they incorporate, bring Ollie into the fold mm-hmm. and have it be this thing where we actually get this, like, sentimental tragedy that happens where John is right next to Regret when she gets shot with the arrow. Right. And we have that final moment that's, you yeah, know, heartbreaking. So that episode ends badly with the weird cutoff thing where John walks out the, to Flash of White. But the
1: the fake-out cliffhanger that no one believed was actually a cliffhanger. Right.
0: And that one leads into a, another one that was in my top five. This one, you know, I don't love everything about it, but the children, the final episode of season four, just as somebody who really likes the story of Game of Thrones, in particular, like the Storm of Swords adapted material, there is just so many huge things that happen in that episode. There's Jon going out to talk to Mance, Stannis coming and breaking the the battle lines of the Wildlings and asserting control up in the north. There's Danny locking up her dragons, which is mm-hmm. so sad. Mm-hmm. There's John burning Egret north of the Wall. Brienne fighting the Hound, which is a great fight. Yeah. And even though I think that there are some factors of this that I that I don't quite care for the way they did it, but it is the part where Tyrion kills Tywin. And this the, is
1: a good one. You're right.
0: The actual Tyrion confrontation with Tywin, I quite like. Some of the lead up to that, the way he gets let out of the jail jail cell by Jamie, the, the interaction where he kills Shay, I'm less into the way they shot and made some of that stuff, but the actual Tywin scene is quite good.
1: Yeah. We've spoken about a lot of season four. I think mm-hmm. that it really stands out as an excellent season.
0: I think it's it's tough to compare what is good about season four in some ways to what's To the good things about season six and five Mm -hmm. just because it is much more consistent across the board i felt like within the course of an episode even a low level like not huge bombastic thing there's a bar of quality that i feel like is usually pretty high in season four Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as sort of feeding off of what sort of season three felt like which was very much like high bar of quality consistent this season four a little less consistent but still pretty good Mm And then from season five and six, it just feels like it's, it's much more of this roller coaster. Or in some cases, even just like just ascending graph that like ramps up to the end of the season and mm-hmm. then drops off again.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, what about season five? What Do you have any in your top five that came from there?
0: You know, I put Mother's Mercy, the season finale of season mm-hmm. five in my, in my top five. That one has Stannis marching with his forces on Winterfell, and, and then Brienne killing Stannis in the field. That has uh, Marcella heading back and having the scene with Jamie on the boat, then she succumbs to her poison. It's also the Jon getting the, the mutiny against him, and Cersei's walk, which, I don't know, I, I really like the way that they put that Cersei's walk together, and I thought it was a kind of fantastic little piece of cinema, and the way you sort of transforms the way you might think about Cersei's character.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is a really good one as well.
0: What What about you? Did you have anything from season five? For
1: season five, I chose episode three, The High mm. Sparrow, mm-hmm. which was directed by Mark right. <laughs> and Mark Millard. And they're just... It's a lot of smaller moments that I really liked in this. There's this is when Marjorie and Tommen get married and they have their scenes in bed, and also all of these really great tense scenes between Cersei and Marjorie when Marjorie is just—I mean, she's really signing her own death warrant in these scenes with her rudeness. You have the High Septon in the brothel choosing which of his deities he's going to sleep with, and I thought—I remember just thinking that that was such a good detail. That's not—I mean, it's it's shocking, but it's also. Just well-crafted. You have Sansa at Winterfell, which, which she first gets there with Littlefinger. And that, I think, does a good job of setting up dread. But you don't know exactly what's coming. And then this is also when Jon beheads Janice Slint, which I really loved that scene. Yeah. And so I, I thought High Sparrow was great. Oh, and um, Cersei goes to see the High Sparrow. That's where we meet him for the first time. It's just a good episode mm-hmm. that I liked a lot.
0: Yeah, I had that on my kind of like... It was on my short list. Mm-hmm. Here. And um, then
1: Hard Home was my other one, but only... Only the hard home part.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I, I had the the Dance of Dragons episode 9 on here for a certain extent as well, but that was mainly because it was this the, the dramatic payoff with Shireen and Stannis. Yeah. And, uh, well, also there's the Dragon Pit scene, or mm-hmm. the, the Fighting Pit scene, Daenerys, which was quite good as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it was a little shaker in season 5, but I think we both found things that we liked a lot. hmm
0: I think uh, season six was shakier still. Mm -hmm. Did you have any from season? Well, you said you picked up some from every season.
1: Yes. So my episodes from season six were The Broken Man, directed by Mark (laughs) Millard, and episode nine, Battle of the Bastards, by Miguel Sapochnik. Mm -hmm. Although I would also sort of say that in Battle of the Bastards, I mostly mean the John and Ramsay conflict. I didn't really care that much about what was happening in Marine.
0: Yeah. The Marine stuff is
1: fine. And technically, the dragons have almost never looked better. But unless you see Daenerys flying without the dragon underneath her and then it's just hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, I think in and with both of his episodes that I I like what he does with Jon and sort of don't care about what he does with the other characters.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know it's more recent in my memory from having seen these episodes so much, so much recently, but I put Battle of the Bastards kind of on on top here. Mm-hmm. Maybe Maybe my favorite episode of, of these three seasons, but and again mainly because the the way that they filmed Jon's and Sansa interacting and then the the war they're in. Yeah. I guess I didn't mention special honorable mention for Winds of Winter, the Sept blowing up sequence with sure. the, the music. I would I would put in that category as well. I, I mean, wouldn't if, put the rest of the episode in there necessarily, but.
1: Right. If we were going to split things down to scenes, I think that definitely makes Mm -hmm. it to the
0: top. So, yeah, I mean, I I think we've got kind of a smattering of directors here. I don't know that anybody particular takes it.
1: I mean, just by my numbers, it would be Miguel Sapochnik and Mark Millord. Yeah. But I don't feel strongly about declaring them winners. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I I think it's a pretty even match there. Mm -hmm. But at least we get Miguel Sapochnik coming back for season eight. Mm -hmm. He did some good work in, in these seasons and... I, I'm, in, I'm in a similar boat here. Technically, I guess I'd put Battle of the Bastards on top if I was gonna rank them, but the rest of them, I'm kind of all over the place and like it, it keeps moving as to, <laughs> to where I wanna, what I wanna rank what next.
1: Sort of matters what your mood is and what you've seen most
0: recently. Yeah, and I think it's easier to pump up something that is, is a little bit more of a capsule episode because mm-hmm. it doesn't have to balance every storyline going in. Mm-hmm. You know, If you've got something like Two Swords, that had really a lot of the finales, uh, the children, Mother's Mercy, that have so many different plot lines that are going on, they're not all gonna work. Yeah. Some of them are are gonna fall a little flat, but if it's like, John's fighting, (laughs) and that's (laughs) the story, then you can probably handle that pretty well.
1: Yeah. So at least we could find something in every season that we liked.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think in general, I was surprised how much I ended up liking season five. And season six was closer to what I remembered.
1: Yeah, season six, I think rewatching it, there were maybe some things that I understood a little bit better. I maybe mm-hmm. have slightly more appreciation for the conflict between John and Sansa. But everything else where I thought that it had sort of fallen apart, it still fell apart.
0: Yeah, but, but season five, though, it's like, oh, I think I was maybe cutting season five a little bit short of, of what it actually, how good it actually was.
1: Yeah, I think that that was true for me as well.
0: All right. Well, that will do it for our little mini episode here. Hopefully everybody enjoyed checking out our, our best episodes. Maybe you've got some that you think would be different. And we're going to come back next week talking about our favorite and least favorite moments of adaptation from the books. We can call it the uh, the Well Actually in the Books Awards.
1: <laughs> we'll see who wins.
0: Yeah. So be sure to, to check us out next week for that one. So if you want to check out all of our podcasts, the is where you can find those. Email us, the mumbersfarspodcast at gmail.com. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And you can follow us on Twitter at mummersfarcepod. So that'll do it for this one. We'll see everybody next week for talking about best adaptations.
1: All right. Thanks, Dan. All
0: right. See you, Kate. Bye.